Welcome back to the Angie and Mike show. And we get to talk cars with my buddy, Lauren Fix, the car coach. Lauren, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, we talked about it last week. I'm still kind of bummed. There's not going to be an actual physical gigantic auto show in New York City for us to go and slobber over cars and hang out. And mostly the hanging out with Lauren Fix is the coolest because you're just the coolest. But I'm still oh, bummed thanks. about that. You know, I, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of bummed. I have a gut feeling that we're going to lose more than this auto show. Um, it looks like Detroit is next. It's Motorbella, they call it, but it's outdoors. It should be okay, but... You know, Whitmer could easily, you know, pull the chair out from under them or pull the football away, the Charlie Brown move. Yeah. You know, get them all excited and, and do that. But now we're just been told yesterday, and I talked to a lot of journalists from around the country, that Los Angeles, which is supposed to be indoors with the auto show in November, well, they just put out uh, a statement they're going to start stopping people in parks, outdoor areas, and asking them for proof of vaccine. Hmm. So that would mean... If that if that's definitely going to happen, it's going to get worse. It's just in L.A. County right now. I, I'm going to say we're done. I just put a fork in it, and yeah, there's no auto show. I I was hoping, and you know, I'm going to check in with our friend Dr. Michael Roizen on this topic. I was hoping that the Delta variant, which is so contagious, and it's very very contagious, but if you're vaccinated. Uh, you're protected like 90 or some percent, he said, against it, and 99.9% against dying from it. So it is it is um, not going to hurt people who are vaccinated based on the current data. But I have also heard the Delta comes in hot, really hot, very contagious, and then burns out. So maybe in a couple of weeks, which was the timeline from where we are today, maybe in a couple of weeks we see a precipitous drop and people will reevaluate because this whole situation is fluid and yep. and it's affecting so many things in our world and our lives and i think we all want to get the economy rolling we all want to get back to stuff that we used to love doing and without masks and the and the vaccine passport police but you know i will get to the cars uh yes there, that's there, okay <laughs> there, there is a new survey out from Fox News has a survey out that shows Americans are are in favor of vaccine passports and mask mandates. So right now, the majority of the people are with it and it's going to be hard to stop it if the people want it. And that just means the campaign has worked. So we'll see. I don't know. I, I wonder about any of these surveys, any of them. Most of the well, time, they're not accurate. Number one, number two. How many people did they survey? A hundred? Two hundred? A thousand? There's a lot more than that here in the United States. And, and they're not, I've never been asked about those kind of surveys in my entire life. Have you? No. Well, I have. And I also get my stuff discounted because I'm in the media. You're supposed to reveal that. But here's the deal. We agree with surveys. We agree with and we denounce or decry surveys. We don't agree with. That's human Agreed. nature. Yeah. So, yeah, where do you where do you find any credibility? You have to start somewhere. So I. I'm just going to watch it and be hopeful. And if the data comes out and says this thing is fading as fast as we thought, then I think we'll see things open up again and retire the vaccine passport police. Because I don't want anyone yeah, asking this me. Is for bad. My, I don't want anyone asking me for my papers. I'm just saying. No way. I'm going to tell you right now, my family was chased. Out, half my family was chased out of Russia by the Cossacks and the other half by Hitler. And I am not wearing a gold star on my shirt and I am not going to play the game. 
All right, all right. Let's get to cars, Lauren Fix. Um, yeah, you got I, me fired up on the, on the other direction. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's uh, all good. Where are we in finally getting back to uh, heavy production and full production on automobiles? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I had a conversation with someone who's in the know, um, and I said, I said, yeah, my my guess, my theory, based on manufacturing experience for over 30 years, you know, we should be back up and running you know, by the end of the year. And he's like, no, that's not going to happen. There's two reasons. And it's rare that I get a chance to sit down with this person, but it just happened to be, we ran into each other in an event. And um, he said, you know what? It's about three years. Typically, if you said, you know, Mike, you and I are going to build a chip factory. We're going to get the materials. We're going to get in on this and we're going to take a piece of the pie. Well, that's a long time. And three years from now, or in this case, about two and a half at this point, anything could happen, right? So that would be not a wise move from a business standpoint unless you've got a guaranteed customer. On the other hand, what about existing companies that have been farming out their materials to China or other countries to build? Well, China is really the one that's holding this thing up. The fact is we could have plenty of chips, they could make them, but China doesn't like the tariffs that Trump put in place. So they're going to fight this fight by basically screwing over the America America to uh, to not have chips because uh. it's a mixture of ceramics and metals. Well, the ceramics come out of the Netherlands, but the metal comes out of China because they own most of the mines so they can control it. Hmm. So they're saying, fine, you want your game stations and your and your phones and your computers and your TVs and literally every appliance and cars. Well, that's fine. But uh, you're looking at about, a, on average, today's vehicles are about 100 processors to 150. That's thousands of chips per car. The key fob you use to unlock your car has at least two chips in it. So some manufacturers are selling a vehicle with one key fob. Some have removed things like stop, stop technology, wireless charging, things that maybe are nice to have but not necessary to purchase a vehicle. They're redirecting chips to go to as many vehicles as they can. For example, uh, General Motors redirected all their chips to build trucks. Well, now they're out of tr- now they're out of chips, and so now they're slowing down production. The Ford uh, Mach E that you were talking about in past conversations, production shut down. Hmm. So they're thinking six weeks delay. And right now, with the demand being what it is, my calculations were we were on track for about seventeen million light uh, light trucks and you and cars, all new. And about 41 million used cars changing hands. Well, that number is just out out the window. We're looking at maybe 14.5 million. So you're talking about an industry that's going to lose about 3 million car sales. Mm. That's going to hurt them. And that's going to cost us jobs. It's going to impact the economy. That means all those union jobs that, that Biden was supporting, they're the ones going to take the brunt. Because if there's nothing to build, they're not working. And they'll just sit at home on unemployment which is kind of what I think their plan is. And I'm not a big fan of sitting at home. I think you should always be doing something, whatever it is you want to do. But uh, this is a big problem, and and the impact's going to be dramatic. And at the same time, the House Democrats are pressing for more funding for electric vehicles in their spending plan, but they can't build them. You can press all you want. If you can't get them, it doesn't make a difference. And there's all kinds of craziness going on in D.C. as usual, but now they want to limit who gets the discount and... You know, it's it's going to get out of control again. 
Yeah, I'm 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 disturbed about all of it. I could go political, but we don't have time. And, you know, I go <laughs> political all the time on this show, Lauren. I'm a, I'm the ranting machine. So tell Me us, too. Uh, tell us what are the heck are we going to see in the four minute Friday this week? OK, this week we're going to talk about it's an interview that I did for uh, Newsmax, but it had I was going through my content. As you know, this is really good, especially timing wise with the global chip shortage. What do you do if you need a car? I need something now. I, my car is out. They, you know, I sold it. I was in an accident, whatever it is. And I give you some tips on buying new or used, uh, whether to lease or to buy. And these are really solid ways to save money in this particular climate for sure. And, and one thing I did not put in, but I'm going to tell everyone, since they're your listeners, they get the special gift. If you're looking at a used car and you're really confused, like, I don't know if I want to buy this. It's really torn. You can go to vehiclehistory.com and they can give you the background on the vehicle for free. So that's a free tip for your listeners online. So it's vehiclehistory.com. They're they're competing with Carfax. They don't charge for the information. So make sure to check it out beforehand. And if you're really still like torn in your head, have an ASC certified technician. Check the vehicle out before you make any offers. There's a lot of flood damaged cars. There's a lot of junky cars on the market because if they can't get the good ones, that's when people go, you know, that car that was an accident. We kind of used some bailing wire and you know, aluminum foil to repair it. That's what, that's when people start selling that junk. So don't get caught buying a piece of crap. Yeah. So vehiclehistory.com competes with Carfax, but it's not charging. I'm guessing they've got ads on the site, which is probably. Yeah, but it's not bad. It's not like you'd think. Okay. <laughs> they have good uh, information, good articles on cars and such as well. All right. Well, I, I will check vehiclehistory.com as we speak because I want to see if the car I'm selling has a tragic history behind it. I oh, need... good. That's, a, that's also really excellent. You yeah. know, when you're going to sell a car, people don't think about you know, everybody else is checking your background, but you don't even check your own. Well, yeah. that way you'll be able to combat any arguments that anyone might present to you. It's always good to be prepared with information and knowledge. And that is the reason we invite Lauren Fix, the car coach, to be here each and every week. You can find her on social media. She's a blast to follow. But more importantly, the Four Minute Friday on the Car Coach Reports YouTube channel is a must every week. Lauren, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll we'll try and make it peppier and happier next week. I promise. I'll lift. All right. My... We'll come up with something really exciting. I gotta find something exciting. I'll, right. I'll dig into that right now. <laughs>